Okay, here we are. Let's go then. Guess who's here with us today? Guess who's out on bail? Me! Woo! Also, <laughs> <laughs> would like to have some temporary freedom. Mind you, any law breaking, you're going straight back in. Yeah, I know. I'm being very careful. And hello, Chris and uh, I mean, Carl and uh, Laura. Hello. Good afternoon. You're not lawbreakers. You're always here. <laughs> you're reliable. Next All right. show. <laughs> All right, I've got I've got a topic. I, I'm not sure if it was my topic. I don't know whose topic it was, but I'm going to say it. Um, addictions. Now, there's all sorts of addictions. Some are good for us. Some I'm not sure what's good for. Yeah, like the gym. Addicted to the gym is probably generally good for you if you're improving your health and doing cardio and stuff like that. You know, I mean, if you're just trying to bulk up and stuff, and just because you want to look good, and I'm sure that's such a uh, a good thing. It's probably a sign of a feeble mind. Anyway, um, I um. <laughs> So, but that leads me on to the same thing as something we mentioned just now about you could be addicted to cosmetic surgery, which people have cosmetic surgery to change their appearance because they think it makes them look better. I mean, you know, you probably wouldn't be a bad choice for you, Chris. You could have a go at it. I know it's the nose. I know. I need a nose reduction. Although you, you know. I can't talk about nose. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, what do you think about cosmetic surgery just purely for the sake of making yourself look what you think is more attractive or a better version of a human being i think it fundamentally it all stems from something most people have an insecurity about the way they look and cosmetic surgery helps give them peace of mind i guess like if some, like you know, like a nose, for example. If people think their nose looks a certain way, whether it's too big, too small, it's a bit crooked. The option to have cosmetic surgery for them is a way to boost their confidence to make them feel better about themselves, because you know, maybe they snap the nose into place, or they make it smaller, they do whatever it takes to make it look better. That's fine if that's what they want to do. Because I'll be having plastic surgery, but yeah, not going to be ass facing, but not out of choice. They'd be taking half my neck off to put on my nose, apparently. So, so that's uh, <laughs> that's not with half your neck, otherwise, just, just a sliver. Yeah, it's a sliver of skin. Yeah, it, it takes the joke away. You want it to be grafted from your ass. Yeah, so you crazy <laughs> ass face. <laughs> I, I'm still on a waiting list for that, as far as I know. Would you do it, Carl? Would you have cosmetic surgery? What would you change? I've got a wonky eye, okay. but, but I don't know if there's anything you can do. Of you, I can't tell you got a wonky eye. Well, maybe it's just look at me. Where I look in the mirror. Like one of my eyes is slightly. Oh yeah, but that's barely anything. You can't. Oh. Yeah, considering none of us have noticed. Yeah, you're not doing too bad. But if they, if if it was going to cost, if they said right, it's going to, we can fix that. But it's going to cost you twenty grand. No, what I wouldn't even do it now. To be honest, I'm too lazy, and I'm a firm believer of just accept the way you are and just carry what on, if? unless it's a significant deformity. But what if there was a guy, you know, down the back street that said I can do that for forty quid? I was going to say once I'm from Patal, but that's not that's not going to turn out well. <laughs> what if the NHS said they would do it for you? If you if you walked into the to the doctors and said I'm really self conscious about this, and the NHS turned around, what well, we can do that for you to help with your mental health? Would you do it then? See, when you bring mental health into it, that's a different dimension altogether. Then, because I know for a fact that people can develop mental disorders based on their own physical appearance. I still wouldn't do it though. I mean, if if someone is in that situation where they go to the doctor and say, I'm depressed, I'm this and that because of the way I look, and they offer surgery as a sort of therapy to that mental disorder, I could probably get on board with that. But 
that's specific to the individual. I, I personally am not. You know, you look the way you look at the end of the day. There's not a lot you, well, I say there's not a lot you can do about it unless you've got the money to pay for all the mod cons and whatever. There's not a lot you can do about it for the average person. So I think it's worth spending more time accepting that rather than contemplating cosmetic surgery and things like that. See, I kind of disagree on that, actually. You're saying as if it's going to benefit their mental health, then maybe it's okay for them to have plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery, whatever you want to call it. I don't I don't think that's right actually. I think if there's something cosmetic about them that is make, affecting them on their mental health, fixing what that issue is, or maybe your nose, a wonky eye, whatever, I don't think that is then gonna fix the mental health issue. Your issue is you're looking at yourself and you're picking out floors. You've picked out that floor. When that floor's fixed, you're gonna find another floor and you're gonna be in this constant cycle of getting cosmetic surgery. Whereas if the issue isn't your mental health, you just think I can live with this, but it really bothers me. I know I'd probably be a bit more confident without it. I've got the money to do it. Then that's when I think it's acceptable, not when that issue is controlling your life. Because I think there's more to it that needs to be fixed than that issue. There's something deeper. Why are you fixated yeah, and, on this? And that's the addiction side, isn't it? Oh, we were just talking about that guy, the American guy, wasn't that's he? It. Where he's had everything done. He's had like shoulder implants, pec implants, bicep implants, everything. And he looks bloody awful. He looks worse than Sylvester Stallone's mother. Because <laughs> she's had everything <laughs> done, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. But she looks like she's her face is melted. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Stallone. So yeah, and you that, find that's, the that's more it. surgery that people have, the more they need then to maintain it, maintain it as well. So then you get addicted to this, then you need in surgery, not even now to make yourself look better, just to keep yourself alive and healthy because otherwise your face is going to fall what, off. Warms if you are a. I'm going to use a, a, a girl in this instance. If you're a 16 year old girl who has never developed boobs, and sexist. You, and you wanted to have, you know, you get you get picked on all the time at the age of sixteen to have boobs, and uh, because you you have you haven't developed constantly, it's all that happens is you get picked on. That's going to have a massive negative effect. At the end of the day, it could only be that thing. You could be a very pretty person, but unfortunately, because you don't have boobs, you're getting picked on all the time. Well, surely, rather than going through massive mental strain over it, just give the girl boobs. No. I can put my hands up there because I, no, I wouldn't say I properly got picked on, but I was that 16-year-old. Honestly, for my 16th and 17th birthday, I asked for a boob job for my 18th. So I don't mind getting one one year and one the next year. You can't have one at a time. You can. They charge per boob. No, yeah. but you wasn't I bad. looked into it. It's per boob that you pay what, for you it. What, you put like a work in progress thing? <laughs> on yeah. You must yeah. do. Something like that. <laughs> but I don't think, looking back, if I said, and if my parents said, okay, yeah, we will get you a boob job to fix this, it would have been the worst thing they ever done. Because at 16, your body's still changing. You're, as a girl, your boobs don't fully grow until like you're 25. When you have kids, they're going to grow more and stuff like that. It's not beneficial. And now this 16-year-old thinks, if there's something I don't like about my body, that's fine. I can just get plastic surgery to change it, not learn to love and accept myself for who I am. Nice speech. Yeah, okay, so I, yeah I've got nothing back to that. You're wrong again. <laughs> well, my, well, my boobs started getting bigger when I turned 50. <laughs> <laughs> and eating more. I, I just think it costs more money to help someone sometimes through... Like uh, uh, psychiatrists and, and mentally trying to help someone if they can't help themselves and they need help, if if the problem can be fixed by a pla by plastic surgery, then sometimes it's 
it's more beneficial to do it that way. And I know what you're saying is that they can look at themselves and go, I can change whatever I want. But you have to make sure they're in the mental state that all they want is that one change and make sure that they're ready for that one change. It'd be like um, a, 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 try, a sex change. They have to go through so much before they can get a sex change because they have to make sure they're in the mental state. Same principle. I think there's specific examples like... Women who've had ca- breast cancer and they've had yeah, their yeah. breast removed, they can have plastic surgery to have the breast, well, re- not rebuilt, but they can have a plastic breast put on their body. And then psychologically, it makes them think they've got two then. And that's yeah. understandable because it was removed f- from no fault of their own, no decision they made. So you've got the technology then to graft the plastic one back to give them like peace of mind and make it more... Because I, I well, I can only imagine what it's like. They only have one. There's got to be some sort of psychological like effect. One testicle, isn't it? Yeah, that's a big thing for a man. For a man, and one breast might be a big thing for a woman. So having the technology available to put that back in sense would be fantastic. But I think the popularity of certain celebrities and cosmetic surgery has started to bleed into our culture now. So it's almost expected that women with small boobs have to have big ones. Like, where, where did that come from? What, why does it have to be? I would have said that five, ten years ago, but now I would say that it's flipping. I would say that there's a lot more people saying now, don't. who cares? It doesn't matter. I completely agree. And now it's more fashionable yeah. to have smaller boobs. And you, what you've got to look at is all like, these people ten changes. years ago that got a boob job because it was fashionable and sexy and like guys liked big boobs, got a boob job for that reason. And now ten years later, they're thinking... Do you know what? I would have loved my boobs I had before yeah, this yeah. boob job now. Well, Katie. And completely okay. Price? Price, yeah. She's had so many boob jobs and boob reductions over the years because she can't make her mind up on what, what size does she want. I think want, she's so. technically classed as a recyclable item now. She's so plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, though. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I think part of it is just, you, you just got to kind of, not toughen up. I can only imagine what it's like to be berated every day for a certain floor or whatever. But if you power through it, if it's fashionable at the time, then in five years, it's not going to be fashionable. That's just the way that the culture works. Like, like there were there were kids in our school who didn't look so great and they got bullied mercifully, but they grew into it. But like 10 years later, when puberty slapped them in the face, you know, they, their body completely changed. Their facial structure changed. Their body mass changed. They became a completely different person. Just took them a lot longer than than everyone else and you know they they toughed out those I, years i do agree with you but everyone's mental states are different so they if if they've been bullied for their looks for such a long time by the time they hit 25 or mid 20s even 30s that's when that negative effect could start taking taking its hold so it's the mental problem is the issue here it doesn't it, it could take 10 15 years before it really hits you and realize how much of a detrimental effect that bullying had on you as a kid if you can change it and if you still, if, you know, if, if it's something that comes, like you haven't been able to grasp for that length of time and you're like, right, there's not the only option for me now is to get it fixed. You, you just do it. Because at the end of the day, if your mental state is is is, is ready for it, then do it. I, I agree that maybe when you're 16, 17, 18, maybe not. Wait, wait until 10 years before you, you decide I need to have it done. Wait until you're an, an adult. But it, it's something that plays on your mind for that long and it creates such an issue with your mental state and that's the only way that's going to fix it is by having plastic surgery or doing something then that's the only way. Do you think it's a generational thing because we, we we joke about it a lot but 
like when you were younger, you were I'm talking to Martin now. You were red. You were a redhead when oh, you, you were probably a ginger, ginger kid. Yeah, yeah. Ginger. I can imagine. You know, based on school, people probably ridiculed you all the time for being chintz. And how did you how did you deal with that? Beat them up usually, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. sort of I, I didn't go off and I, it never called me caused me any mental anguish as such, because by the very fact that I was ginger meant I was short tempered anyway. So nothing would get bottled if somebody's given me abuse for being ginger. We would be scrapping within moments, so all that sort of all I would be out. There would be no sort of going home and oh my god, I'm getting bullied and getting that is terrible. I can't. Do you think cope. it's a generational thing then? Because I do. Like it was the same when I was a kid. I had terrible acne when I was a teenager, and I mean yeah, proper I did. terrible acne. All under, People yeah. would make a joke. We we just I just hit them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was no. I can't believe <laughs> yeah, this. Telling uh, the teacher or going home and crying. I would just beat the shit out of them. You're two different people. You've got to think that everyone is different. So everyone's mental state is different. I got bullied massively in school and to be honest it has taken a toll on me in my later life it's only recently that what, a, what, what were they bullying you bullying you about Chris oh various different things I was quite on, a short you, you can tell us Isn't, nobody listens <laughs> only Nita's listening I, I was just not a very popular kid in school I suppose that way I was I'm dyslexic and obviously being dyslexic means that you're thick as shit so oh, that was a big one but that's but anyway it does take a negative effect on your life. And it, it did take me a very long time to get over a lot of my insecurities. Now, I wasn't a very big person in school. And I wasn't someone who would just punch someone because I, I couldn't. I was skinny. I was no muscle, no meat, no nothing on me. I was a short kid in school and I had nothing about me. I'm not going to go and punch the person who started bullying me because I, I'm going to get fucking sh- the shit kicked into me. So where, where's, what's the point of me doing anything and getting hurt? So, the more you get beaten up, the stronger you get, the tougher you get, and then eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have just done that then. But So I, I think you're looking at it in very narrow terms of the fact of, yeah, you two might have fought back, but I never did, and it took a detrimental effect on my life later on. As, like I said, only recently I've started being a lot more confident in myself, and I'm going to say the gym has helped massively on that. Yeah, it will. And I think that's a healthy way of doing it, though, going to the gym and stuff like that, because you're not changing your body per se you're not doing surgery to change it you just, just maximize your potential yeah that's it and going to the gym is healthier so that's going to make you feel better anyway because you're releasing these positive endorphins in your brain that's going to make you feel better as a whole so it is going to yeah, help don't mentally be, don't be taking the old monkey juice <laughs> no i'm Whereas not doing that surgery. it's pointless it's, wa- it's water it's basically it's, you get water muscles so as soon as you stop it turns it disappears uh, yeah that's creatine that is yeah, no, yeah. creatine is more for energy so a lot of lot of creatine is used before the gym. Creatine pumps water into your muscles. Yeah, but for the energy, but it well, doesn't. It's not but it doesn't keep. But it doesn't it keep. It yeah, but it doesn't stay there. You have to drink a lot of water all the time is, if you're on creatine. Yes. It expands the cells in the muscles. Yeah, but whereas steroids it just stays there as water weight, so it looks like you've got really good muscles, but it's not. But that's just, that's just just dangerous anyway. But that's that a form. I'd say that's a form of plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery because you're using something to enhance your look. You're not doing your, you're not doing the work yourself. You're not well, your body can only produce under a certain amount. So if you when you inject testosterone, your body stops producing it because it detects. It's clever enough to know how much is in your body at any given time. So the more you inject, the less you produce. So when you stop taking testosterone injections. If you're too late, your body has stopped producing testosterone, period, and that's it. You then have to continue taking it just yeah. to be, a quote, a normal male to have those normal levels of testosterone, and that's that's terrible. Something I found out recently, which I didn't realise. You adopted. Well, my brother made me believe that for a good long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, Alan was telling me this. Bodybuilders use insulin 
um, before going to do work. One of them died recently, taking too much insulin. Yeah. Wow. Because it breaks down the sugars quicker in your body, so it gives you more energy quicker. Um, That's but really it's bad. very dangerous, like you said. Someone died from it, so it's it's so so dangerous to do. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I, I did. I've only recently heard of it as well. Yeah. See, in stuff like bodybuilders, again, I think if you look at stuff like that, that's surely things like that need to be looked at more because that cannot be healthy. Like you're saying, people right. are dying and stuff like oh, that. That is not healthy, pushing your body to those levels, eating like that. There's got to be something mental. There's got to be a mental issue or something. It might have been bullying for being a like little or something, whatever it is. But it needs to be looked at and fixed mentally, not being like, oh, yeah, just go to the gym and pump yourself through steroids. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Just go get your nose done. That's fine. Go get a pair of fake boobs. No, you need to change the way you perceive yourself and not be able to have other people's opinions affect you as much. That's what needs to be fixed, not your image. I agree with you to a point. It's it's an individual thing. Unfortunately, some people yeah, are like that. I agree with that. Some people are able to push through it and get out the other end better than they went into it. Other people need a physical help to do that. Some people just need to talk to someone. Some people need to have a boob job. Some people need to go to the gym all the day or eat right or whatever. But everyone is so individual to say that mental health is that easy just to kind of No, I agree, but I don't think plastic surgery should be the first option. So you should do all those other things first. And when you can then accept, because I don't think, this is my personal opinion, I don't think if someone does have mental issues and they're fixated about their look, say, and it's, I'll just use their nose, because I used to like really bothered by my nose, I'm not anymore. But if, say it was their nose, they'll fixate on their nose. As soon as that's fixed, you haven't actually fixed their issue because their issue is looking at their appearance and judging themselves and pointing out flaws. You're just going to find another flaw for them to find in themselves. You need to fix how they perceive themselves first. And if they still be, can look at themselves and go, do you know what, I am actually that great, but I would like my nose fixed a little bit. It bothers me a tiny bit still. Well, then you can change so it. So you're saying it's the last resort rather than first. Yeah. yeah I, I would agree with that. I completely agree with that. You need to go through a lot of psychological tests and... and sitting down talking to people and it's got to be a time-based thing as well if, if they say right i want a nose job well book it for two years time we'll have plenty of counseling we'll go through everything make sure you're in a mental state and you don't want to change everything else and that type of thing yeah i agree with that completely, I completely agree. You, you found an answer to you know some of the issues that's bothered you by going to the gym yeah and that's great so you but you've done this yourself yeah you have well you, i mean i did go through uh counseling a little bit all right last year um and the year before do dwell on things though you know well like when you come to work or, or when you hear it and we regularly point out that you're wrong about everything do you, do you go sort of home and do, does it bother you do you dwell on things and things not anymore no, not, not obviously this type of stuff they I mean, won't like, see my way of thinking <laughs> no 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 it doesn't some people do that they 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 build themselves up yeah, they, they, yeah. they keep they keep that pen to progression like we were talking about earlier i suppose when we were younger that fighting was a sort of cathartic release for us so yeah. if someone started, oh, that's just how I grew up. It was a, well, it was Patal, but it was a really rough area. It was like prison, basically. If you didn't do something, people would latch onto that to see you as sort of a weak individual and they would just mercilessly bully you. So that my dad said, the first thing, as soon as someone starts bullying you, just hit them. It doesn't matter what your physical state of being is. It's just a sort of reflexive response. 
just just not them or hit them. Uh, that's the way you're That's just how I was growing up. Yeah, me and Chris just looked across at yeah. each other and were like, no. no we were no. talking completely different, and, and that's probably maybe been the reason why then I Wait, didn't stand why, up. That's why we're snowflakes. Yeah. It's a generational thing. I mean, obviously, you can't do that now. Like, if someone insults me in work, not if anyone would, but I can't just walk like over to their desk work. and start slamming their head <laughs> into the desk. You've got a prison for that now. But in. But when I was younger, it used to happen all the time. People used to fight. Slamming people's heads at the desk. No, not quite that bad. That did happen once. <laughs> but that kid was a little out there. But that was common when I was in school. People used to fight all the time. There was every break time someone was hitting someone else or there was a fight yeah, breaking I, out. I agree with school. It was like, like that. It, there was a lot like that in school. But unfortunately, if you didn't have to do the fight, if you didn't stand up for yourself, then you'd get bullied all the time. And, and if you didn't feel like you could stand up for yourself, and if you felt like there was no one who had your back that would stand up with you, then again, you're going to just go cower in the corner because you've got no, as a kid, you, you don't know what's going on. You're very naive to the world. You don't realize that there's, there's a lot of things that if you do stand up to yourself, people are going to back you up or whatever. You, you have to think about yourself. Yeah, it's, it's strange because there were a few children in our school that came from quite privileged families. So Uncle what, Talbot. Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were doing there, to be honest. Because the school I went to was, was St. Joseph's Catholic School, which they hold themselves up as, they they perceive themselves to be the best school in South Wales and all this stuff. And it, it's nonsense. It's just another f- stupid thing. But there were a couple school. of privileged kids in there who didn't know that world whatsoever. They had everything fed to them. They had everything they ever wanted. So they came to school and they were getting bullied. And they were like, well... They didn't know how to handle it. They were like, well, this can't happen. You know, and there was, they just, they, they, they didn't react. They got bullied mercilessly and they never, they never stuck up for themselves and they never tried to defend themselves. And I felt quite sorry for them in the fact that you, you kind of have to adapt to that environment. So when you're in school, ki- kids are fucking horrible. They are genuinely horrible. But if you've got to survive that, you've just got to be as horrible as them sometimes. Again, there was mentally, in if, if, if your mental state and and if your upbringing has kind of always made sure that you're not like that, it's very difficult then to, to kind of break that, as especially as a kid, to and, and change yourself completely and be horrible when you've never done it your entire life. Do you think you'll ever change that in school, though? The kids are always going to be horrible to each other. Do you think it's... Do you think there's merit in teaching kids to stand up for themselves and to have the other options available rather than just give overbearing kids with counselling and all these other things rather than trying to teach them that sometimes you just have to stand up for yourself that you left with no choice I personally think it depends on the culture on the school so I went to two schools so Brecon High School I was very mm. fortunate in school I, I was seen as like I was more of a popular kid but I was a bit of a surfer sort of thing so I was friends with everyone yeah. so there'd be no one I really disliked so I was quite fortunate I didn't really get bullied in school or anything like that but in Brecon High School I, I, we were like the cool kids would go around the back for a fag and all this sort of stuff I have like two inches of makeup on us and all that sort of stuff and then I went to a different school for sixth form and it was the biggest culture change in my life the people who would have been seen as the cool kids to go around the back of the fag and all that stuff in my old school were now the ones that got bullied in this school the cool kids here the ones that done all their homework the ones that turned it was a proper swatty school I know you're all opening your eyes they're all so posh it was like oh I went out to my daddy on my pony this weekend and that sort of stuff and it was such a culture (laughs) shock to me and I went from being as like one of the cool people to such an outsider because of all this stuff and I was like I'm never going to be able to fit in with these posh privileged people sort of thing 
No, it wasn't, but it may as well have been for what it was sort of thing. I, I know I spoke to you about this before. I reckon there shouldn't be a such thing as a private school. <clears throat> I, I think it should all be public school. I completely it, disagree. Instantly. Yeah, too. yeah, but instantly you're telling kids that they're... If you go to a private school, you're instantly telling kids that they're higher than the public school. Well, they are. No, yeah, but they you are, be. but you're not telling them that. It's the parents telling them that. They're not necessarily yeah, but, higher. Yeah. It's a different form of education. But the kids, the kids education. in their mind is already thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to a private school, so I'm getting a better education than the person in the public school. I don't think any kid has that switched on to think that. Not yet. But they, when, when they're, they're older, when they're yeah, old, when they get, probably when they're think 16, it. And the chances 17, are they 18. probably are better. I think, yeah, they but go on can't, to achieve more. But you can't say that. You, you can't, and I mean, that's the issue then, is instantly, is if you're having kids who already, before they've left school, thinking that they're higher than someone else, that causes issues later they're on in life. They're going to think it anyway, because the chances are these kids are in a private school or are going to come from a wealthy family. So they've come from a wealthy family, they've had all these opportunities anyway, so on the weekends they don't just go down, like, hang out shock. in the field, they go pigeon shooting and stuff and like that. Give them a culture shock and put them in Port Talbot schools, I'm pretty sure they'll have a massive culture shock eh? No, well, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> exactly, but then if you did that all the time and over years and years and years and years and years of time, it will all not even out. There won't it be wouldn't. such a thing as a class. It shouldn't be, though, because you're saying it'd be a culture shock. But yeah, it would. Because if you put these kids from Port Talbot into a proper posh school, that's going to be a culture shock for them as yes, well. Yes, I agree. Like, this, this whole point of having culture is for it to be different. Like, you're going to need the, like, posh, naughty-totty peoples want... in the world. And you're going to need, like, the Port Talbots of the world. That's what makes it <laughs> really all different. Hey, well, we no, make that, steel for the UK. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing at all. It's just different cultures and all kids learn differently. So some kids are more academic and probably will do better in a private school setting. But there's other kids who need, who should be going to that private school setting that can't. What do you mean should? Because for me, private school, and as much as people don't like them, it's all about opportunities. So if you come from a rich family and they want to put you in a private school... That's great. They've got the money. They can do whatever they want with it. If you're a very intelligent person, but your parents can't afford it to go uh, for you you'll to go to... You'll still have the opportunity of a private school because you'll get a scholarship. If you're intelligent you enough to go now, to a yeah. private school, you'll go to a private school because you'll get scholarships. Okay. They've Fair got enough. scholarship programs. Like in America, you can get... They call it a full ride. So if you come from a, an underprivileged family or a poor family and your kid is a genius you can get a full ride so you can go okay. to say they're like not Harvard. geniuses say they're just very intelligent people but they haven't quite got to that point where they're on a scholarship but they're too too bright and too clever to be in a public school but they can't afford being a private school I don't think you could ever be too bright and too public you're still going to get a good education in private in a public school I went to a public school I'd like to think I'm quite intelligent I got a decent education like yeah it would probably have been better I went to a private school because I'd been in a better setting, but I don't think I'd have had the good experiences I had as a childhood. So it's I a bit of a balance. I wouldn't anywhere near as tough as I was now if I went yeah. to a private school. Uh, I, th I think my issue is more of the classes. You're instantly giving people a class, and that's giving kids and adults then uh, thinking they're. But you still a have class that class everyone. system in a public school if yeah, you go to a public school you're still yeah. going to have that class system so you're still going to have the kids it's, that are unfortunately in the, the hand-me-down clothes that are going to get picked on if if you can accept it like parents from affluent families should be teaching their children you are privileged you're in a privileged position don't take it for granted don't belittle these other people and then people from the lower classes say okay we don't have the money that doesn't mean you you begrudge people who have money it's just the way that the world works except who you are they're people to just get on with each other. Now, most people do that, obviously, 
you're never going to have that 100%. People are going to hate each other. People are people. We're flawed by nature. But I've known, like when we were kids, there were a few people from affluent families in school. They were great. Nobody bullied them just because they were great people. They they dealt with it in a different way, not necessarily through violence, like most of us did in Patalbot. But they had their own way of dealing with it. And it worked. And, and that worked for them. Now, I know we you know, schools are like jungles. They're like prisons. I, I don't know what it is about kids when they're growing up, particularly men, when testosterone hits. That's all you want to do is just fight and generally be violent. That's just how younger kids worked. Or at least it worked when I was from anyway. Maybe that's just the Patalbot of the world. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's about educating those children. It's not about stifling them in any way. You've got to try and educate them that, you know, I think it's all about parenting as well. If you've got, if you come from a good, wholesome family, you don't really get involved in that sort of stuff. Like I had, I had a really good upbringing. I was really privileged. It's just my dad taught me that not everyone has the same mentality you do, and sometimes they're going to try and just attack you for no reason. You know, some people are just, just the way it works. So, yeah, you can learn how to defend. I learned how to defend myself at the same time, but also I, I, I was never that person who went off and bullied anyone else. I just want to keep my head down in school. I didn't like school. I just wanted to keep my head down, get out as soon as I could. And the best way I could do that was a, a mix of both. I, I did my homework. I was a good student. But if anyone tried to mess around with me, I wouldn't just sit back and let them, and just let them. I would learn. Mm -hmm. And one, once you've had a few fights and you've won a couple and people know not to muck around with you, then they just leave you alone. Plus, I was I was like six foot when I was 12. Let's say I never fought in school. Thinking about it, I think the only fights I've had in my life were actually in school. Yeah, I've I haven't had a single fight outside of school. Fights in school, and that's. I think I had one. It then. One fight in school and one fight outside school. I had one because one girl called me Sid the Sloth. <laughs> <laughs> used to, yeah, I used to call a guy called Sid the Sloth. And he liked it, and then they nicknamed Sid the Sloth. So it was fun. See, we didn't have that. We didn't have the concept when I was in school. Obviously, when I first started school, it was like the sixties. Yeah. So, so we didn't have the concept of going home after school. And being worried about being bullied and being upset and stressed. It was just like you said, it, you touched on yourself. It was that that wasn't the way things were done. Somebody upset you and you vented it there and then. You yeah. just got into a scrap, beat the shit out of them or, or, or lost. But either way, it, it, it would all go there and then because you, you, you'd be in fisticuffs. You wouldn't go home and be, oh, I can't go tomorrow. I'm really worried and really stressed. I'm, I'm sure that happened. Some would. But generally, that wasn't the sort of that wasn't the process. And it sounds weird, but when it comes to dealing with problems, all right, violence is not the healthiest way of dealing with it. But dealing with it there and then is the best way to sort of uh, yeah to, to sort of get it out of your mind. Because if you go home and you dwell on it, that gets compounded over time, and you, you, it really makes things worse. You know, you you're not living the life. You're going home. You're stressing. You're worrying, and then the next day you're worrying because you think something's going to happen. Well, this is why everybody's got mental health issues these days because you can't deal with it. You can't do anything about it anymore. It's got to, you know, you got to go down this channel. You got to go down that channel. You can't be offensive to that person. You can't hit this one. So everybody's just got all these things, all these wind ups in their head, all these stresses that you can't deal with. Because it'll be frowned upon or it's the wrong the, thing to do. The dynamic in school has changed as well. Kids have got all the power now. When I was in school, the English if we misbehaved in English class, the teacher would lock us in the cupboard. There was a cupboard in the corner of the room and he was, he was from the army. He was a very regimented man. If you got on with him, he was the nicest teacher in the world. If you mucked around in his class, he'd lock you in the cupboard for the entire hour. 
no water, no. Mm. Oh, can I go to the toilet? No, you're in the cupboard. You shut up and you stay in the cupboard for an hour. Teacher in a cupboard once. And you can't do that now. If I'm, I'm sure if a teacher locked a kid in the cupboard, they'd be in the newspapers. Yeah, yeah. The kids would be on the front page. Ah, oh, the teacher locked me in the cupboard. It's like, for fuck's sake, can't the teachers discipline these kids anymore? The kids are running in a muck in school. They're doing whatever they want. Aren't a lot of teachers, though, from your era being done now for... A uh, couple of them paedophiles. Not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's pros and cons. A couple of them paedophiles. Uh, there was one in my school who was a prolific paedophile who got caught. Was in my school, actually, recently. Um, Two, three in my school. The gym teachers were generally alcoholics. The woodworking teacher, I'm convinced, was a murderer. <laughs> but we didn't muck around in school. We learned to discipline. When we were in class, if there was any problems or was anything that needed to happen, it would happen outside of class, not in class. I thought we just tightened that. Yeah. There we go. That should be better. Yeah. That should be fine. Can I, can I say, by the way, we, we've completely gone off the topic of addiction. I was waiting to bring that up, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, so uh, addictions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go back. Has anyone got any major worrying addictions that they think of? That they think they have? Or... I think I get addicted to almost everything. That's yeah, probably my worrying thing. If I start you one thing right. and I'll be hooked on it for like a week. So I've been off work quite ill recently. So to fill that time, I started playing COD. I think I figured out the other day I've played over a couple of hundred hours of it recently just because I'm up in the middle like if I wake up in the middle of the night I'm like oh, I'll go down and play it wake up earlier than I would usually for work right go downstairs and play it to the point where I'd like red around my eyes from staring at the TV screen so much and then I'll move on to something else I'll find an app on my phone and that's all I'll be fascinated by by like three four weeks and I know it's not healthy see I, I don't think there's a there's an issue with an addiction until it starts affecting your day-to-day life so at the moment while you're off it's not so bad but if it was the case of uh, work, you stopped going into work because you couldn't be away from it, that's bad. So like porn addiction is the big one at the moment that's going around. Um, if it's actually physically like affecting your lifestyle, um, so you're in the middle of work and you just get the, the urge to go and bash one out in, in the toilets. <laughs> then, that's just being a bloke though, isn't it? <laughs> then it's, it's, it's a bit a bit worrying then. So I think it's, it gets to the point where if it's having a negative effect on your day-to-day lifestyle, that's when an addiction is bad. Other than that, I don't think addiction is all that bad. I, I really don't. right there. Because gambling addiction is, is, is a bad one as well. But if you do it right... So you say, right, I get paid X amount of money, but I'm only going to use £100 on gambling, and that is it. I don't think that's an addiction, though. An addiction is when you're compelled. Well, that's when you something. can't control it. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just but a say, healthy habit or maybe an unhealthy habit until it does start affecting yeah. your day-to-day life, and that's when it becomes an addiction. Addiction would be, right, in that example, you say, right, I'll put 100 away. You lose the 100 and you go, all right, I'll, I'll do another 100 then. I'm, I'm on a winning streak here. You do another 100 and you lose that. You're like, oh, that was wrong. I'll, I'm going to do another 100. Before you know it, you've spent two grand. You're broke. Yeah. And then you go, right, I've got a problem here. Whereas if you do the 100, if you do the 100, you spend it, you lose, and then you just, you just go home and you never think about it ever again. And yeah, that's a healthy habit. It's when you've, you're compelled. I've seen people at the casino lose 50 quid. They go back to the machine. They come back with 100. They lose the 100. They get frustrated or angry and annoyed because there's something in their brain that's telling them you have to win. You have to get that money back. You can't leave 
Uh, and that's the that's yeah, the addiction. Okay. I, yeah. I get that because I'm quite guilty of sometimes doing online gambling. And luckily, like, I'm not that bad. I so I tell myself, right, we've got ten pound if we spend it. We go, but I I know how they can get there because I'll be doing those spins. I could go. I can see loads of them matching up. I'm just missing one. It's gonna yeah. have. I've put so much money into this. I'm gonna get a payout soon, right? I've put whatever amount in. This is gonna pay out soon. So you yeah. keep going. You think I spent ten pound. I'm gonna spend another ten pound now because I'm gonna have to make my money back. And you just keep on going. You can see it's about to go, and they just tease you like it. It's so dangerous. And when, when people play, like play games. Like I used to play games all the time in college. You're just sort of like, oh, one more, one more level. I'll just do this one, and then that level goes, and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. Oh, but the story's getting really good now. Next level. Yeah. You can't. You just can't break away from the thing you're doing. Something is compelling you to carry on going. Like you said earlier about binge watching. Sometimes you'll watch an episode and go, oh, I like that episode. I'll watch the next one. Yeah. I'll watch the next one. The fact like, that we're normalizing it Four o'clock it in the terrifying. morning, you've got work in a couple of hours. You're like, oh, crap. i got to go to sleep now. Oh, I'll watch another one. Someone goes, oh, I spent all Sunday binge watching it. It's like, is that, should you really spend your Sunday binge watching a show? I know it's your time is yours yeah. to spend, but if you spent eight hours watching a TV show, what could have you done to improve your life in those eight hours? Honestly, probably nothing. <laughs> you know, you could have watched, you could have read a book, you could have... Learn, you could start learning a lot. I've you learned, learned to cook. I've learned I don't do this. TV. I'm a complete hypocrite. Yeah. I'll watch show TV shows for eight hours a day. No problem. I think now you'd probably learn more <laughs> off TV than you would a book. Mm. No, 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 because it's a lot harder in my generation or our generation to actually sit down and read a book. It's not as exciting. You need excitingness to learn. You say that literally no, last everybody. night. I was thinking to myself, I, I was reading. looking at my book collection. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get some more bucks. I'm going to make a little quiet corner, get a nice lamp and just have a quiet corner because we spend too much time watching TVs. If we're not watching TVs, we're reading something on our phones. It's always like technology everywhere. Just need a bit of quiet time, just you, your own mind and the smell of an old book. I think that's what we need more of anyway, I think. I think that's a meta concept. Is, Is our generation addicted to technology by default? So much so that we can't even read a book. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I find it very hard to read a book. And for books, are such I a relaxing experience. You completely remove yourself from what you're doing. And I honestly think people need it. You've got all this technology around. You're so connected that you know it beeps and you're like, oh, who's contacting me? What's going on with the outside world? Just switch your phone off. Go sit in the garden with a nice book for an hour and just 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 disappear from the world. Just sit in the garden for an hour and read. And I think people need to do that more. Not necessarily reading but they just need to stop. They just need to remove themselves from whatever it is for just even like an hour a day. Just meditate, relax, just center yourself and then carry uh, on. I, I was going to say that reading a book is like med- meditation. It's because it you're that. focusing on that and nothing else. It's I would a form yeah. of mindfulness, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. To, to you guys maybe, but to me, it would, I would, it would give me a headache. It would stress me out so much. It would kill but me. That's, you don't necessarily have to read a book. You could sit there and do some colouring in. You can sit there, some people colouring just sit there and one, breathe. Yeah, yeah. But my, I, my de-stress is playing FIFA. If I, if I play FIFA in a night, I'm so de-stressed by the end of it because I'm focused purely on that. It's the same as if you were focused purely That would on stress me a night. <laughs> yeah. but, Constant but losing. The, the, the idea of what you're saying is it's not so much about what you're doing, it's about taking your mind off it. So if you're taking your mind off something through technology, is that any worse? Is that any better than reading a book? Well, do you think you should be sat so in front of the screen all day? I don't think so much taking your mind off. It's more bringing your mind into the present my moment. Eyes, as far as far as my health of my eyes and everything, they're perfectly fine. So, so far, 
even if they're not, the chances are my eyes are going to deteriorate over years anyway. But you not could, you just could... your eyes, your whole body. Like... Yeah. But I, I walk everywhere. I go to the gym. I'm quite a physically fit person. I might go into and sit down on my ass all day and work, and I might go home for and watch TV in the nights. But everything else I do is quite physically fit. My diet is pretty decent. So what if I spend a few hours playing I mean, FIFA de-stressing? I can't than say FIFA? anything. I just uh, sit in, in front of TV all the time doing nothing. So I can't really speak. But we all but do that. I'm just saying, like, I think when you do these different things, like maybe reading a book or if you're just sat there colouring in, you're just bringing your mind back into the present. You're getting rid of all these other distractions in the world, so technology being one of them. So Because... I mean, if you're from the PlayStation on the Xbox, you can still get notifications, come through, someone's invited you as a friend. But, but you're not just sat there with your own thoughts in the present moment of time. And I think there's something nice about that. I think that. it's just the removal of technology. Do you think, this is a Chris, do you think that our life should center around technology completely? Do you think that we need to take breaks from sitting around in the TV? I sitting around choice. Doing this, I think it already is. Moving away from your phone. I think... It's gotten so much... I think media and culture has convinced us that we need technology. And, and, I, and I, I, I don't think it's we not, do. It's not going don't. back now. It's, no, it's, yeah. it's I was say, We're I too think, far gone now. Yeah, I think it already is the centre of our lives. We use technology for everything. Uh, absolutely everything. You can't... If, if every computer and every server and everything die tomorrow, the human race wouldn't know what to do. We'd be in the Stone Age. Don't yeah. get me wrong, technology is so beneficial and yeah, it is useful, like medicines and all this stuff, but I don't think we should use it as much as we do. Like, I've been making a selfish conscious because like, my phone tells me my screen time and it was disgusting the amount of time I spent on my phone every day. So I've like made a sub- self-conscious outfit. I try to keep that to under two hours a day. I just think it can't be like good for you just spending all this time looking at the phone. It's not good for your mind. And there's so much more better things to do with your time. You said about mindfulness. Mindfulness is on your phone. Yeah, which is you can of, get can, an app which, which for is, it. Yeah, which is quite actually quite a good app. Well, you, can, you can read a book as well about mindfulness. Yeah, yeah on That's your phone. the same thing. You could, or you, you could, could do it on your phone. Book. You can get a Kindle. The, the, the idea is technology isn't the bad guy. We're the bad guy. We're misusing technology, but if, it's, if, if, you're, if you're misusing it in a good way, you're not really misusing it. Like I said, it can be used as a de-stress. I think it's the over-reliance on technology that's frustrating. Like, yeah, you can get an app for mindfulness. You can get a book. You could buy a newspaper. You could buy a magazine. There's multiple ways of doing it. People go for the most convenient, and the most convenient way is technology. A book might be convenient for you, but for me, reading a mindfulness book would give me more stress, and I'd probably end up burning the book. No, I mean in terms of the actual physical thing that you're looking at. So what? I'm not. Unfortunately, I, I, I I'm not a very strong reader. I am dyslexic, and it kills me trying to read a book. So if I can listen to something, it goes into my brain a lot better than reading it. That's so, why in school so I was so bad at school. <laughs> I was so so bad at school because you had to read everything right, read and write. Well, I don't learn like that. No, I get like audio tapes. Audio books are awesome. It's a very difficult thing to deny, and there's no way around audio books. Struggle with audio books. They send I me to sleep. Can't focus on them at all. I, I just focus in elsewhere all the time. It's just somebody same. talking in the background. I can't fades be, out. I very rarely read, but but I do find it relaxing to read for a, a little bit. You know, twenty minutes, half hour. That's usually enough for me. But I've tried audio books, and I just can't. I can't get on with them. It's at the all. consistency so of them. Like if you listen to a podcast. They're not boring because you'll have one person say something, and then there's a counter argument. Yeah, yeah. It's a, f- it's not a, it's not as 
monotone as a book. Someone's just reading a story. There's no other person there. There's there's yeah, no conversation. Have you seen Stephen Fry do the Harry Potter novels? Stephen Fry is brilliant. For Stephen Fry doing the Harry Potter novels is the best thing ever. I can that imagine I, they're awesome. They're actually fantastic. And that was more relaxing to me than reading a book. Put a pair of headphones on, he laying does. down on the bed he and listening to, to, to a, such a great voice as well, such a great yeah. narrative voice. He does a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, and he's, you know, that's very good. So I... I, I I am completely different to the three of you. I, I'm against books because now... Oh, we know that, Chris. You're different to the three of us over <laughs> everything. Yeah, I am. On that note, um, I'm going to call that now because it's been like 44 minutes now. So three of us need to go outside and satisfy an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so I just watch. Thank you. Is your addiction watching? Could be. I could go down so many roads. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank you, Laura. I just got called a peeping Tom, I think. <laughs> thank you, Carl. Thank, thank you, Chris. Cheers, Matt. Final, final words from me. Chris is wrong. <laughs>